Today, I'm going to talk about in this unshakable series, be constant, constant. Say that word, constant. But before I say that, the Lord dropped in my heart this statement. What I create, I will sustain. What I create, I will sustain. And I want you to understand that if God has created something in your life, he will sustain it. Put worry aside. Put fret aside. Put tension aside and know that God is in control. All he asks from us, all that God asks from us is to be constant in our relationship with him. We must never fail to trust him completely. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in a relationship with anybody where it's not constant. In other words, one day you love me, you care for me, you respect me, and the next day you don't like me at all. You disrespect me, you discredit me, dishonor me, and flip-flopping, I don't need a friend like that. I don't need a relationship like that. Would Do you want those kinds of relationship? You treat me good one day, you treat me bad another day, I never know how to react to you. If you're going to be hot, like God said, either be hot or cold, because I never know which way you're going to go. You have to be constant. God demands it if you're going to walk in power, if you're going to walk in strength. So say, I will be constant. I will not be wavering because he said that man that waves and is tossed like the sea, don't let him expect to get anything. But let me tell you this. One day Jesus, in Matthew eleven twenty one, Jesus cursed a tree. Before these verses, he cursed a tree because it had no fruit on it. You probably remember the story. But in eleven twenty three of Mark, Peter, calling to remembrance, said to Jesus, King James says, Master, Behold, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And Jesus answered, said unto him, Have faith in God. Say that with me. Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be cast into the sea. Did you hear what I said? That whosoever shall say unto this mountain, not wish, not hope, not meditate on it, but say, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe in those things which he says, he says, it shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. If you look at other versions and other uh, interpretations of this verse, when it says, have faith in God, it means possess the faith of God. He said, if you can possess the faith of God, what does that mean? When God speaks a thing, he knows it shall come to pass. I have, I possess the faith of God. Not only do I trust in God, but I know how God moves. He knows that his word has power. But you have to be constant. You have to stay right in, in, in the same lane with God, the same lane with the Holy Spirit. Possess the faith of God. And when this happens and you speak, your mountain will be moved. That's the way I see it. So we have to have constant trust. Today that's hard to find, isn't it? 
where you can say, I really trust that person. I really trust that situation. Constant trust. It's a trust that's not changing or varying. It's uniform and invariable. It's a faith that's steadfast. The trust is steadfast in mind or purpose. It's resolute. It's that kind of trust. It's that kind of faith. You see, when you walk in constant faith and constant truth, it's only as good as the circumstance. For some, let me say this again, for some, their faith is only as good as the circumstance. What does that mean? Well, they have faith that this happens, but if something comes a little more difficult, they don't have faith. If something comes a little less difficult, a little less trying, well, I can have faith for that. But something else comes along the way, up the, up, up the ladder, a little more difficult. I can't have faith. I just can't believe for that. You can't do that. Constant faith is something that does not change or vary. Did you hear what I just said? It will not vary. My faith is like my heart. My trust is like my heart. My heart is constant. It's constantly beating. I forgot how many times a, a day it beats. It's incredible. Up into the thousands and thousands of times. I think it's over a hundred thousand times it beats, but it's constant. It's faithful. My faith is like my heart. I can't do without it. I have to have that faith. I have to have that trust. I have to be constant in that. If not, I'm wavering. I'm being tossed. And my, and this kind of trust, this kind of faith being constant. It's good in any situation. Doesn't matter what the situation, no matter how difficult it is. It will not change. Listen, God does not change, so why do we allow the circumstance change what God said? If God does not change, why do we allow circumstances to change His truth? Because we will. I've watched people do it. Well, you were touched in this and you were blessed in this, but mine's a little bit different. Mine's a little more difficult. Let me just ask you this. Is anything too hard for God? Absolutely not. The Bible says, in speaking of being constant, in speaking about truth, in speaking about faith, Romans 10, 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's fact. That's just fact. You don't even have to have faith in that. It's just fact. Verse 14, <clears throat> How then shall we call on him in whom they have that that whom they have not believed. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? What do you mean heard? They have to hear the speaking of the word of God. If they're going to be saved, I'll finish these verses, but you have to understand if you're going to walk in salvation, you have to hear the word of God. And it has to affect your life. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have, they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who hath believed our report? Then he ends it with this famous verse. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
That's what led up to that verse. We have to have the word of God. We have to have someone speak it into our life. And then we must speak it in, for it, in order for it to activate. We must hear what we're saying. What, what do we say? The word of God. Yes, I said this last week. We can hear, we can receive this faith and we can be constant in it by hearing the word. And we must receive faith though in our spirit. When we hear the word, we must receive faith in our spirit and in our heart. Not in the head, it must be in our heart. The head will fool you, the heart won't. We must be constant in that which we have received. If you receive a word today, be constant in it. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. Hold on to it. When we hear the word of God, we must allow that which we have heard to conceive just in a marital relationship, when they make, when there's a determination, there's going to be a child. There has to be a time where there's a conception. There has to be impregnation. So you have to have the time for uh, to impregnate your innermost being. The Word of God has to take root. It has to grow. And it, when it does, it'll birth the miracle-working power of God. Am I making sense to anybody? I hope that I am. Because when that word comes alive, something beautiful happens. I can't even explain to you how I feel when I speak the word of God and it comes to pass, Pastor Kenny. I mean, something happens. It excites me when I see somebody healed. Like, like a week or so ago, Tony Walker healed. Scott Jackson healed. I mean, when I start hearing these testimonies of what God has done, it's amazing. It amazes me. When we are constant, when we're unwavering, when we allow the word of God to grow in us, then faith will start to grow. When we allow the word of God to grow in us, then faith will start to grow. Are you getting it? And then we can take our words. Watch this. When it grows in us, we can take our words and send them forth filled with substance. What do you mean? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So now I can speak, Pastor Kenny, Pastor Mike, Pastor Ariel, Sister Kathy. I can speak with substance. It's not just fly-by-night words. It's words packed with power, packets of power. We then can call, once this happens internally, we can call on our faith-filled words, faith-filled words, and send them forth into our situations. So what situation do you have today that you need to send faith-filled words? You need to speak the word of God. You must believe that he is, that he can accomplish what he said he would do. To me, this is transforming power. This may, obviously, it may take some time to develop within us. And yes, it is an ongoing process. But when we wait upon the Lord, he will give you the word. No matter what. In all things, God will give you the proper word, which then that word, when it's rooted in your heart, develops faith. And when you speak, when you speak, then spiritual force will come forth. But you have to stay, say it, constant. You can't waver. You have to be constant. When you do this, we literally use then, we possess the faith of God. I love that that translation. We possess the faith of God. To me, 
Maybe not to you, but to me, this is a powerful thing. The creator of the universe has endowed me, anointed me, where I can speak on his behalf and it'll come to pass. For by faith and being constant in that, in that belief system, for by faith we have the ability to overcome and not be overcome. I'll be constant because my God is constant. He never changes. His yes is yes. His no is no. His word is yes and amen. He never changes. You have to remember we as children of God are not out trying to get something from God. When I'm talking about walking in, in the constant power of God and the constant truth of God or the constant faith of God, we're not out as children of God just trying to get something out of God he doesn't want us to have. What do you mean? We're just trying to walk in that which he has already given us. That's the way I want to walk. I just want what he said I can have. I don't want anything else. I want what he said I can have. What do you mean? Well, healing. I want it. Preservation, deliverance, prosperity, salvation. Hey, I want it. Why? Because he said I can have it. His promises are ours. Say that. His promises are mine. Say it. His promises are mine. It belongs to you and me. He didn't say that to just dangle something over our, like you do with a dog and put a little treat and they jump up and down trying to get it. No, no. When he offered it to you, he offered it once and for all. So, when we talk about the power of God and, and the walking in the constant belief system of God and understanding that he'll never fail us, we must uncover and define the process. We have to do that. I can't do that for you. You have to do it for yourself. I can help you, but you have to define it for yourself, the, the process where we can access the power of God that he's already given us. He's already given it to us. It's not in the law of works. We think we can work ourselves into it. I can wear enough, I can wear enough crosses. I can look sad enough. I can be judgmental. I can preach you're all going to hell and that'll make, I, I feel more righteous and all that. And it, it doesn't matter. Are you listening to me? Listen to me. It's not in the law of works. It'll never be in the law of works. Why? Because you can't work hard enough to get what God has given you. It's impossible. It's not in the law of works. And some want to take us, some want to teach and take you back to the law of works. It's by grace you're saved, by the, by the way. Faith is like this. Walking in this constant faith is like a flashlight. You walk into total darkness. Has anybody ever done that before? You walk into total darkness. It's like a while ago I was trying to, uh, well, not a while ago. Actually, it was been several days ago. I tried to put something on the wall and my light, wife had to put some light on it. it. I couldn't see what I was doing without the light on it. So a flashlight, you can walk into a tar- totally dark room. And when you walk in, you can't see a thing. <clears throat> you can't even see your way. You don't even know what's in that room. You can't see the things that are before you. How many of you have ever tripped over something in the dark? You didn't know it was there. You said, man, I didn't know that was there. Well, if you knew it was there, you would have tripped over it. It's in the dark. 
But when you turn the flashlight on, say that. When I turn my flashlight on, when you turn the flashlight on, you can see your <clears throat> see your way and the things that are set before you. Listen, you can't take hold of that which you cannot see. You need the flashlight. You can't obtain those things you don't know is there. Faith allows you to be that flashlight. It allows you to see and obtain, but first we must put batteries in our flashlight. Well, what is the battery? We must place in our flashlight of our life, we must place the Word of God in our hearts. It's what makes the light come on. And when we speak those faith-filled words, it will illuminate the room of life. It'll just illuminate. You'll never be caught off guard. You know, God has given us so much on this subject. A lot of people have dismissed it. But it's so powerful. It's so rich. It's so real. When you understand that His, that God is real. My daddy used to sing a song, My God is real, for I can feel Him deep in my heart or my soul. How do you know, Bishop? I know that I know because He was with me this morning. He'll be with me this afternoon. And when I go to bed tonight, I don't have to say goodnight because He doesn't sleep nor slumber. He's right there with me. But God has taught me so much on this subject and can teach us all so much on this subject. And it's extremely important that we, we, the body of Christ, understand it. Why? We have a command from God that we should live by faith. Why? Why should we live by faith? Look at Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, this is why we should live by faith. Constant faith, not sometimes, and the situation changes it. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Who? God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. There is no way out of this. You will not please God without faith. You say, but I know the Bible from cover to cover. I've got seven concordances and I've got four or five different translations and I know them all. And let me tell you, if you don't have faith, it's meaningless. It's meaningless. It's like me knowing that my car's manual backwards and forwards. I can quote it to you. But if I don't take care of its regularly scheduled maintenance, that car is going to have problems. Am I, is that right? <clears throat> so, in Mark four twenty six, the Bible says, and he said, who's he? Jesus. So is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground. What are we talking about here? The word of God. We'll get into this later, but you have to hear this. And should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring and grow up and he don't know how. He doesn't know how. For the earth brings forth fruit of herself. First the blade, then the ear, and after that the full corn of the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest is come. How does it come? The word is introduced into good ground. Are you good ground? Are you solid soil today? I want you to hear this, and I may end with this so I can pick this up at a later time. But words are the most powerful thing in the universe. What? Words are the most powerful thing in the universe. And most people, Christians, Christian people do not understand or comprehend the importance of words. Some would say, no, no, you're wrong, Bishop. 
God is the most important thing. Well, you're wrong. First, God is not a thing. God is a spirit. He's not a thing. Words, words, words. Matthew 12, 35, a good man out of the treasure of the heart bringing forth good things. Out of the treasure of his heart, things he's, watch this. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringing forth evil things. But I say unto you, watch this. He's talking about words here. I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, every idle word, that's how powerful they are. Just off the cuff words. They shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by your words, here we go, I'm going to end with this. For by your words, thou shalt be justified, and by your words, you shall be condemned. By your words, not Alan's words. Boy, Bishop, if you'd pre No, no, your words. You got up this morning and said things you shouldn't say. How many of you in your relationships, your husbands and wife, you're saying things you should not say, which causes you to do things you should not do. It's all about speaking the proper, the, the language of God, which is a language of faith and a language of love. It's constant. When will we learn to do that? When will, per, the song says, when will people learn to live together? When we learn to have the faith, possess the faith of God. We need it. So today... I'm speaking to you. You can have faith for your circumstance, but you're going to have to be constant. You can't wave, waver. You can't be tossed. You have to say, I know who I am and I know God is in control. Job said it. Though he slay me, yet will I serve him. That's the kind of faith Job had in God. He trusted God. Abraham, I could go through all this. He had faith in God, even though he, he had not seen God. He had faith in God and it was counted to him for righteousness. I want to pray for you today. I want you to stand in faith. I want you to start speaking the words of God. It doesn't have to, you just, you don't have to quote verses. Just look at those things, read some things, hear what we're saying and speak it to yourself. Speak it out loud. Speak to your mountain. Speak to your circumstance. You ready to pray? Father, I want to thank you for this wonderful day. I want to thank you for the opportunity you've given us. We here at the East West Church to reach out with this method and by this means. Lord, reaching into the homes, reaching into offices or cars. Lord, reaching right into lives and telling them that things can change because God can change things. Because God is mindful of his people. Lord, I'm asking you, if anyone's listening today that doesn't know you as Lord or they've wandered away, Lord, let them come back to you today. Let them confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then on the third day, you came forth from that tomb. Lord, let them see it. Let them sense it. Let them feel it. Let them know, God, that the things that I'm saying is real. It's real. Faith is real. The word of God is real. Jesus Christ is a real man that died on a real cross. And he's a real man seated at the right hand of the Father, looking over his body. So, Lord, strengthen all those that listen today. Help them and lift them up. Take away depression. Lord, let them sense your glory. I thank you and I honor you in Jesus' name. Amen.